Hello, everyone. This is Rev Brad, and you're listening to From the Touchline. Well, here we are in the middle of Holy Week. This week, beginning with Palm Sunday and ending with Easter, is for Christian people some of the most important days in the church calendar, and it marks the end of the season of Lent in which people have been preparing to be baptized on Easter. For many Christians the world over, though, this Easter will look and feel very different. Many countries are in lockdown or quarantine. There will not be the typical gatherings at churches. There will not be the festive celebrations. There will not be the large meals and brunches with family and friends. So what do we learn during a time like this? Well, we're back after this. He's found the space, and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in, and they have. He has the hat trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. the corner, goes towards the near post, and you're on the angle, and what a goal! What a goal! During Holy Week, each day of the week has a special significance. Let me briefly mention them. First is Palm Sunday. This is the day when Jesus rides in in triumph into Jerusalem. Then there's what I call Miracle Monday. Jesus curses a fig tree on a way into the city, and then he heals many people who are blind and lame after overturning tables in the temple. Then I call the next one Teaching Tuesday or Temple Tuesday. It's in the temple we see Jesus teaching the people with authority and they're listening. Then we come to Spy Wednesday. That's today. The night Judas makes plans to betray and hand Jesus over. The next day is Monday, Thursday. Here Jesus gives his disciples a new command, a new mandate to love one another. And he makes an example of that. And he shares a last meal with them. Then there's Good Friday the day when Jesus is crucified. Vigil Saturday happens next. Everyone's anxiously waiting, hiding, unsure of what's happening next. And then Easter Sunday, Jesus rises again from the grave and appears to his his family and friends and followers. As we read through the Holy Week narratives found in the Gospels, though, and even if we watch some of the films that have been made about the last week of Jesus's life, I think it's perhaps hard for many Western Christians to identify with the tensions that were felt in the ancient Near East back in the first century. Rome, as a conquering and occupying force, had brought the Pax Romana, but it came at a hefty price. For many Christians living in the U.S. and Europe today, we've just not lived in an oppressed nation or state like those times. So I'm thinking that perhaps these past couple of months of coronavirus lockdown and quarantine might help us to feel some of what first century Palestine was feeling. Namely, that feeling and sense of living in a time of captivity. Freedom and movement was restricted. Economies were struggling and suppressed. It was a dangerous time, an uncertain time. During Jesus' triumphal entry, we see a captive people that are crying out. They say, Hosanna. Hosanna is a word meaning, save us. Save us now. The waving of palm branches that the people were doing during this time was literally an act of rebellion. It was like waving the national flag of Israel in the face of their Roman occupiers. Palm leaves had historically been used by the Greeks and Romans as symbols of victory in warfare or in athletic competitions. Thus, I'm talking about it today on from the touchline. It would be like the capo waving the huge banner or flag inside the stadium whilst flares are going off and sending up smoke, singing and chanting for the team as the game goes on. 
And a couple of hundred years before Jesus, there was a, a leader, a successful Judas Maccabee, who used palm branches during processions when the Jewish temple had been restored. The imagery is palpable if we can enter in here. Here are people claiming victory in the midst of captivity, in the midst of their oppression and persecution. Today, during this time of coronavirus, I've noticed many feeling that we're in another type of captivity. This one because of an unseen, invisible, occupying force. Especially for the people in the U.S., this has been difficult. And it seems like we've been a little bit slower to adopt things like quarantine, shelter in place, and lockdown measures. I think it's because we're so accustomed to freedom that we bristle at the thought of containment. Certainly for my children, all born in the post-9-11 era, this is the first time they have felt an event that had such far-reaching impact. There is a part of us that, feeling this sense of captivity, we just want to bust out. We want to get outside. We want to go somewhere. We want to resume normal life. Especially here where I live in Colorado, where so many of us are used to being outdoors, to be cooped up inside, to be told to stay at home, well, it has its challenges. It feels stifling. It's hard. And so we rebel. We cry out. We, we say, Hosanna, save us. Save us now. We howl outside at a certain hour of the night. We sing and chant from our porches and balconies in the morning. We shout and declare, we will get through this. We wave flags and modern day palm branches. We're ready for a revolution, ready for rebellion. We're ready for a change. But amongst Christians, we know full well that Jesus didn't come to lead a physical rebellion and overthrow an ousted Roman occupying force. Jesus' triumph and his overthrow was a spiritual one. He came to conquer sin and death. He came to lead his people, all those whom he calls, into a different way of living. It's got me wondering, are we misguided in thinking that our salvation today is only from COVID-19? Or that we need a restoration or a stimulus to our 401k or our economy? What if the freedom that we are truly seeking isn't from a physical bondage, but from spiritual ones? Friends, here in the midst of Holy Week, in between the extremes of Palm Sunday and Easter, in between the sense of the physical captivity and the spiritual captivity, in this place where we're screaming, calling out for salvation, for rescue, let us lift our eyes. Let us see the one who has come to save us. Let us lift our eyes to see Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. He alone can rescue. He alone can save. There's a final picture that I want to share with you that comes from the last book of the Bible. In Revelation 7, chapter 7, verse 9, it describes one of the visions that John has had at the end of time. He writes, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Friends, this final picture is a victorious one. One day we will wave palm branches not as an act or symbol of rebellion, but as a sign of final, ultimate victory. A victory over sin and death, not merely a victory over coronavirus. Let me close this with a prayer. Jesus, we are among the crowds, calling, chanting, singing, Hosanna, Hosanna, save us, save us now. 
Today, we want rescue from COVID-19. Yesteryear, it was rescue from Roman occupation. Tomorrow, it will be a new and different threat to our way of living, to our comfort. But Jesus, help us to realize that the cry of our heart to be saved from our current captivity isn't a cry for less Zoom calls, isn't a cry for a returning of football, isn't a cry for a recovery of our stock portfolios. It isn't a cry for more toilet paper at the store. It isn't even a cry for the health and preservation of a loved one from CD19. It is all of that, but it is more. So much more. We cry Hosanna because we know that we were not made for this. We call out save because we know we need rescue. We pray save us now because we feel we can't take much more. And it's more than a financial bailout or stimulus. It's more than a resuming of life normal. It's more than just coming out from lockdown and quarantine. We need you. We need the lamb slain before the foundations of the world. We need a rescue from a deeper, more sinister captivity, a captivity and oppression of our hearts, minds, and souls. So come, we invite you. Come, we call out to you. Come, we cry out to you. Come, O Lamb of God. Come, Lord Jesus. Come. Amen. This is Rev. Brad coming to you from the Touchline.